Hello, and welcome to the Project Good podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Hilton. Project Good is a social impact podcast interviewing experts and advocates about the pressing problems that we face globally and hearing how they suggest we move forward in the future. The Project Good podcast is brought to you by Project Good Work. The goal of this podcast is to inspire people and organizations to develop a mindset that can move others to positive action regarding the complex social issues facing people and the planet. For May, we're focusing on data and our future. We've all had plenty of time in the last few years to spend with ourselves and think about what we want in life, who we really are, where society is heading if we continue down the same path. In a way, we were lucky that we had a global pandemic of this magnitude hit during a time when we had the means to stay connected as a society due to technology that had been developed and our everyday dependence on social media platforms. Being locked in our homes, confined to our neighborhoods, and having our awareness heightened we watched on television, learned through social media, and in some cases saw with our own eyes the crisis level that we had reached on the planet from climate change to racial and social injustice. This overload of information and incidents have left a large percentage of the society feeling hopeless. What should we do? And can we really do anything as the world spins out of control? Where should we turn for our blueprint to fix these seemingly insurmountable problems? Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Vera Petrick, who's the Chief Marketing Officer at EOS Data Analytics, a global provider of AI-powered satellite imagery analytics. At EOS Data Analytics, Ms. Patrick works to strengthen the company's position among the world's leaders of satellite monitoring companies and to promote uh, sustainable products that utilize cutting-edge infrastructure, helping to preserve the Earth and bringing the benefits of space to all humanity. Let's get into the interview. Imagine that you can see what is happening on Earth in Dubai, Chile, Texas, and Sudan all at the same time. Geospatial data is information that describes objects, events, or other features with a location on or near the surface of the Earth. Geospatial technology enables people or companies to acquire data that is referenced to the Earth and use it for analysis, modeling, simulations, and visualization. This type of data can then be used to predict earth-saving or potentially life-saving solutions. Vera Petrick leads the marketing and PR for EOS Data Analytics as a chief marketing officer. She studied marketing and has had the opportunity to have a global reach working on projects that have affected people around the world. Working with EOS Data Analytics, her goal has been to highlight how global problems can start to become manageable through satellite data. Welcome, Vera. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much um, for, uh, you know, uh, coming on our show. And I know um, right now you're out in Ukraine. And as we know, a lot is happening over there. And uh, hopefully uh, you're doing well. Yeah, we're okay. You know, we're headquarters in the United States, but we're probably funded in Ukraine. So there are some folks here uh, among uh, marketing and R&D. Don't worry, we stay fine, we're strong, and we are sure that we will win. Excellent. I'm sure you that will win as well. Um, so one of the things I always like to do before I start asking people questions is I'd like to find out a little bit um, about them from a personal standpoint. And so before we get into the interview, I wanted to know, did you always have an interest in geospatial data or technology, or what made you join EOS Data Analytics? 
Well, I've been working as a marketer for 12 years and as a head of marketing for almost six, six years. So uh, I'm a geek and a nerd. I always say it about myself and I'm an eco activist. So seeing something like this, some kind of this technology that it can actually preserve the earth, uh, that was a total yes for me. No doubt. <laughs> But yeah, I was you know, into GIS technologies and I'm not a scientist and I'm not like, I'm really a marketing specialist, but I love what they do. I love our science team. I really adore them. And I hope one day I'm going to get at least half of their brain. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Well, space, you can't, you know, um, <laughs> not to be, I guess, pun intended or not pun intended. It is out of this world. And, um, I guess it's uh, never ending as, um, you know, when I read about stuff um, uh, for NASA. So, um, you know, it's a, a great industry to be in because it's there's always something new. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's a never ending learning curve. You can never end learning. <laughs> yes. Um, and so uh, today I wanted to talk about um, sort of, you know, uh, understanding how this data is uh, utilized and how it can, um, you know, help us in our future. Because right now, as you know, and as everyone knows, we are in, I would say, a time of, um, I'm going to use the word, even though sometimes I know it incites people, uh, we are in a time of revolution. We really are. Um, and revolution doesn't have to look, um, you know, like uh, everyone um, thinks of, you know, um, in, in fighting, but um, we are fighting even on an intellectual level and things are changing, especially after we've all experienced the trauma of um, being locked in our homes um, from a, a pandemic that we didn't know, you know, uh, what's going to happen or how uh, things are going to turn out. And of course, it made us all look about you know, what are we doing with our lives really? And so one of the big things that we've seen um, right now, the, you know, the hot topic out there globally is of course, climate change. Everybody's worried about, you know, are we going to even survive as a planet, um, uh, let alone the things that we do as uh, humans. Um, but also there's, uh, you know, different things on the rise. Uh, there's famine, there's, uh, you know, these disasters that are happening, um, from climate change, such as floods and, um, excuse me, my voice went there for a second, um, you know, uh, such as uh, uh, floods and um, all these like things that we just are, uh, it's shocking to see <laughs> as we watch um, happen on television and in some cases, uh, if we live in the areas, experience them. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess, uh, can you set us up, I guess, about how this, um, how uh, the, data that you um, retrieve from the satellites, uh, like what kind of information and how can this help us? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, well, I am really happy that you're saying that everyone is worried about the climate change because I am also the age when people uh, used to think that it was not real. <laughs> so this is a good thing. <laughs> well, uh, from my perspective, of course, uh, I think that everyone can make a change, but uh, it's a really small step for everyone, but uh, with the data that we work, we work mainly with agriculture. And I think the biggest uh, and the most threatening issue at the moment is the state of the world soil, which is, uh, which is not talked about enough at all. Soil is the source of food for the whole planet, 
And if its quality is no longer satisfactory, we simply won't have the means to provide food for the planet. And uh, we are really already facing a food crisis, which is only expected to increase. With the growing population, the demand for resources is also growing. And the planet potential to generate the resources is also decreasing. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's the simple mess. So 52% of the world's soil is already degraded. So I think it's an urgent call for everyone. And I know people say that we will still have food. It will not go away. Yes, we will still have food, but it will not be organic. It will not be normal and we will get diseases from it. And uh, right now, I think it's a very important step for us just to pay attention to the soil that we have and to the food that it produces. You know, they have a machinery, the overuse of fertilizers. We are kind of killing the source of our food and our health. And our data and our products, such as ESDA crop monitoring uh, platform, we allow people and we allow businesses as well, big businesses as well as small holding farmers to actually use the space technologies to see if there is any problem and to uh, get the reaction, to act fast. And at the same time, you know, you can increase your yields and save money on uh, manual labor. So it works. Uh, it's a win-win situation for everyone with this platform. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing. And, you know, um, I knew uh, I had done a, a segment um, early uh, last year on on food so i knew that the soil was in trouble i didn't realize that it was at, at such a high rate at 52 yeah. percent um so you know oh my goodness like we've already passed the the halfway point that's that's uh, a little bit scary and um and so this is making me then um even lean and start looking at uh, i'm sure you've heard about the un 20 uh, 30 predictions of things like that that if we don't uh, get our act together as a planet that um, we'll hit the point of no return, which is only, you know, well, I guess seven years away now. We're on a we're on a, a ticking clock, and um, you know that's that's remarkable that you guys have data that you can just see uh, kind of like what places are uh, becoming. Uh, I'm not a farmer, so I'm going to maybe misuse the words that farmers would use, um, but uh, I guess uh, areas that would be barren or um, no longer. Uh, and using that word as, uh, you know, areas that uh, no longer produce food because the nutrients in the soil um, are, are not there anymore. Um, and so uh, in, in this data, I guess, uh, so then this can start also helping um, the farmers that are dealing with such things um, start having the opportunity to, you know, I, I don't know what, you, what that needs to happen to get these nutrients back into the soil. But then it can start to hopefully put them into a plan like, okay, you know, we have like, you know, 30 acres that are not producing anymore because it's, the soil is burnt out. Um, and so now we can, I don't know if it takes years for the soil to, uh, you know, start being able to reproduce or not, but then they can start working on those areas to fix it. Is that um, one of the other things that uh, your data offers? 
Yes, yes, it does. You know, uh, uh, and it's only our data. Uh, we are very proud to say that we have an excellent team of scientists. We actually have 60 scientists, among which are 25 PhD professors who work on the custom solutions. Have just recently had the amazing webinar of the soil degradation. So if you want to dig, dig deeper into this uh, matter, you can just uh, go ahead and check our ES Data Analytics YouTube and there's going to be a, a video recording where we go deeper into the scientific expert of, of this. But yes, of course, we are looking into this and we are also looking into the carbon emissions in the soil. And uh, overall, there are many, many custom solutions that are presented for the big companies that can pay for it. But um, Apart from this, even the small holding farmer, the, he uh, or she can uh, use our platform to see if there are any problems uh, with their uh, fields. It, it's very simple. You just uh, uh, use our platform. It's uh, right on your laptop. And, you know, as I usually say, you just follow the green and red uh, lights which indicates bad and good, if to say in very simple words. And there are several indices like NDVI, which stays for vegetation or NDMI for the moisture. And you can check if your soil and if your vegetation has enough of this. And if it's not, you can go ahead and you can check and you can act upon it. Okay, wow. Um, and in all this data, I don't know, and I'm just taking this from just uh, working and uh, dealing with uh, humans. Um, do you ever encounter like big barriers once you get people these um, this this data? Like, um, for example, um, you know, uh, some of the people may just uh, feel overwhelmed or something. Or what's the biggest barrier that you've seen um, once this data is given to someone? Mm, well, it's it's kind of. Uh two sides of a metal. One is uh, if you want to teach people and we uh, we work with uh, such uh, geos as Africa or Latin region or maybe Asia, most of the people don't understand how can you use satellites to actually track your fields. So it's kind of a learning curve. That's why we host these webinars and we have tons of educational, uh, you know, blog posts, uh, article researches that can help people to understand it. But at the same time, if we look at the business side, we're not the first people who actually do it. Unfortunately or fortunately, I think fortunately we have competitors. But what makes us, uh, what we understood was the um, the pinpoint of this is that we don't owe the data. Uh, we use the European Space uh, uh, Agency satellites like Sentinel-2, and we understood that we are lacking this data. That's why we um, decided to launch our own satellite constellation, which is called EOSSAT. And this way, once we've actually launched our first one on SpaceX on the 3rd of January, so that was our, uh, I guess, New Year's uh, present for all of the team. It was fantastic. We were broadcasted live on space.com and people were like our professors were interviewed. Uh, so that was a big uh, holiday for us. And uh, what this constellation is aimed at is to uh, have the seven satellites in a low Earth orbit. And once we have all of them, well, we will be able to cover up to 99% of all farmlands and forest areas. We will be able to track 
better, we will have better resolution, and we will be able to own the data and to not only tell people there is a problem, but actually tell them what they can do to prevent uh, the bad changes. Wow, that that's uh, that's amazing! Like uh, you know, being able to cover the world um, like almost completely. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> and, and, uh, yes, yes, yes. That's that's uh, wonderful. Um, I guess one of the things, uh, of course, uh, you know, I am a lover of technology, but there's also, I guess, the the flip side that I'm sure that you've encountered um, that people are a little bit um, scared um, about uh, the usage of this uh, uh, this data. And so um, I guess in getting people, uh, I guess, on, on board, uh, what are, I guess, the, the, the good sides and bad sides of the data? You can just give me one or two on each side. Well, I'm not sure about the bad sides. I don't see any, to be honest. They all, it's, I would not say it's a bad side. I would say it's uh, the difficulty of uh, telling people that it's not bad. <laughs> uh, and that's this way, really, it doesn't do you any harm. It, it doesn't have any radiation coming or whatever. You know, It's not going to harm you. In any ways, uh, with the good sites, there are tons of them. As I said, you can actually, if this is a big, you know, agro cooperative or it's uh, an insurance company, you can, uh, you have these large fields that it's very difficult to check manually. So uh, with our technology, you can see the problematic areas and you can act upon uh, timely. And uh, I think there are lots of benefits to it, but with a with a difficult side, yeah, it's just uh, it's difficult to uh, tell people, especially in some countries of Africa, for example, who don't even use uh, internet. You know, how will you explain them? Okay, so you have this laptop and you need to use it. It's a learning curve. So I think the difficulty is to uh, educate the audience uh, with this in these areas. But other than this, I don't see actually any problems. Of course, I work here and I'm going to be the advocate, but I'm honest, I don't, <laughs> I, I've never even thought of the bad side. No. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. Um, what's, uh, I guess, what's the most exciting um, project um, US has been part of from your perspective? Oh, well, from the marketing perspective, oh, of course, I have tons of them. So um, we've launched, uh, so I, I, I should say that we've just uh, stabilized our mission and vision and shared it across our team. And I'm very happy to say that uh, we are not only greenwashing people, we're actually uh, following the 10 out of 17 sustainable goals from the United Nations and everything that we do, all the products and services that we make, uh, we follow these uh, goals while producing them. So uh, the projects that I'm fascinated about as a marketer is uh, the so-called social case studies. Uh, we reach out and people reach out to us uh, that have problematic areas, uh, that have some uh, illegal you know, processes happening within their soil or forests or just land. And I guess... Um, uh, I would say that they're top three of my favorites. Uh, one is the the project about the Amazon uh, forest in Ecuador. I've actually been there myself. I was a very lucky traveler before 
this situation happened. Uh, and uh, I've been to the Amazon forest for four days. I lived with the indigenous people and it was a lot of fun. I met an incredible friend of mine, Veronica Kuji, who is actually an environmental lawyer right now. So what happens to them, these people leave from this land. They eat the food, they drink the water. And unfortunately, there are some, there is a lot of oil. And, you know, this means money. Uh, and unfortunately, it, it uh, turned into the illegal oil spill. And it happened not only once. We've been working on this case for, unfortunately, for like nine months because we were, you know, switching crowd with this. Uh, some teams were switching. And it happened three times in a year. And it covered everything, all of the vegetation, everything. And of course, the government was saying that there is nothing happening. And it was my pleasure not to only collect some money to bring them water and food, but to actually bring awareness on the level that I can with this company and to actually prove my words with the satellite data that I can see. Yeah, we can see it wasn't here. Now it's here. You know, we interviewed the people. We went to, you know, local uh, uh, cheap tribes. Uh, it was fantastic. And maybe this is one. And we also worked with the African case uh, uh, where there's uh, people reach out to us with the problem that uh, in Chad, the community was scarce in resources. Uh, because of the climate change. And, you know, those people live without electricity. They don't understand what climate change is. They just understand that my soil uh, does not produce food anymore, but I can see that my neighbors does. So they started moving to, you know, to push each other from the land. And, of course, there was some uh, problematic situations. So what we did, we've done a 3D map of their territory, indicating the water places, forests, you know, uh, fertilized soil, everything. And uh, after that, a member of 130 communities uh, came to the place and they actually pinpointed the places on the map. Uh, and after that, I think the conflict, the conflict went down. I wouldn't say that we completely solved it, but yeah, we did something to help the people understand how they can adjust to climate change. And it warms my heart very much. Wow, those are remarkable stories. I, you know, on the, the Amazon of uh, being able to prove <laughs> that it actually was happening to people who are saying it wasn't happening, um, I think is a, a, a big thing, um, especially uh, right now in the, the world of VR where it's polarized, where um, some people do not want to face the realities of the crises that um, we are all um, dealing with. And so that's wonderful that, you know, you can say, no, 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 from above, <laughs> they see yeah, what's going on for real. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yes, there's no hiding. Um, so I, I love that. And then, um, uh, you know, um, to be able to uh, explain and uh, stop or, um, you know, um, or lessen conflict between communities um, in a region for, you know, uh, as resources such as food that everybody needs. Uh, that's remarkable uh, that, uh, you know, BOS was able to intervene in these situations and make such a big difference and, uh, you know, turn things around for communities and in some cases, and depending on how, you know, um, escalated the conflict would have turned, uh, maybe saved some lives. Um, so that's, that's uh, I, I love that. Um, 
I would say, uh, so, you know, we, we focus on um, agriculture um, for, you know, of course, uh, an easy to understand uh, concept because we all need to eat as uh, one of the biggest things that you do with your data. Are there other um, ways that um, people utilize this data for other industries? Well, I, I wouldn't say with this product, but we have two more products. Uh, in the case of the ESD Land Viewer, that's another product. Uh, the, functionality, the functionality is more complicated because the product is used by quite a bit of academics, GIS analysts, and other tech advanced users. If you dive deep into land viewers functionality, you can perform quite complicated analysis. But even for newbies or people who are just looking for a satellite image, they can easily do that so. So, um, and the other product that we have, I would say it's our new child, it's called ESD Forestry Monitoring. Uh, we are tracking the forest lands, the illegal logging and so on and so forth. But it's still pretty new, but I hope that one day we'll be able to tell people, especially, you know, in Australia, United States, Greece, uh, about fire alerts, how they can prevent it. Right now we use the open data from NASA fire alerts, but I hope that in the close future we'll be able to help people uh, to actually understand how they can deal with this problem, how they can nourish their surroundings and their forests so these devastating catastrophes don't happen. Yes, it's just that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm amazed once, you know, um, you've been telling me all the different things and how, you know, I like that not only do you inform uh, the populations and people about, you know, the, the incidents and crises that are happening, but you also take the time to um, show them how to turn it around um, because of your team of scientists and understand like, okay, well, here, you know, um, we're having uh, an oil spill because, you know, uh, people are drilling here, but then it's seeping into the the water supply, let's say, I'm making that up, but, um, you know, seeping in into the water it's supply. Because, uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yes, because, you know, water obviously is the thing that brings us life and, you know, obviously plants need it, humans need it, and, you know, we all need it for survival here on uh, planet Earth. Um, so I, I love that. And so um, I guess if you were going to kind of uh, uh, summarize where you are going in this new year in 2023, I know you've just launched, um, you know, this, the, these new satellites out in space. Um, uh, what are your, uh, I don't know if you're able to share, but like uh, main goals that you have when it comes to improving different things in society? Well, I, um, yeah, yeah, I can share. Well, uh, we just want to follow our path. I think we've done very good in 2022, uh, especially understanding that people were, you know, surrounded everywhere in the world and, uh, you know, lots of difficulties uh, we faced. Uh, we've done very good. We've actually raised our revenue and uh, we have a lot of new customers. Uh, like, for example, we have the customer as a green piece. We understood that we have them once they wanted to prolong the subscription on ESD Land Viewer. And we actually have the webinar with them also, if you want to check it out. Uh, I think we want to just continue what we're doing and, uh, you know, penetrate the markets uh, that we've been in even more. 
and probably um, touch upon more on Asia, like Singapore, Malaysia, and of course help African continent because they are suffering the most. But it doesn't mean that we are not focused on North America. We love it. And actually our new social case, it's about the droughts that happened in Iowa. And uh, I think we've interviewed some of the government officials last week. It was fantastic, uh, very interesting. And I just think that we need to spread out the word. And with this uh, satellite constellation, it will make, uh, as our VP of sales room says, uh, usually it's going to be a game changer because we're going to send out. We didn't launch the satellite like people do. We, they usually launch a satellite and they think what to do with this data. We did it the other way around we uh we've studied the market uh we have 900,000 users worldwide actually at least one user in every country i like to say that i think it's fun (laughs) yeah and uh we understand what are their problems and we have this amazing scientists who understand how to deal with it and the satellite cancellation is just gonna help us get more and the precise more accurate data to achieve our goals. I think the 2023 is going to be highlighted by sustainable choices, just as it was last year, but this year we're going to have a full line of sustainable products that I'm very looking forward to. I think it's going to be very cool. And also, I think we're going to enlarge our outreach academic program. I don't think I've talked about it. It's the program where we are looking uh, for searching and encouraging scientists, students, researchers who are working on the same projects with the same vision and mission as we do, which is to preserve the planet. Uh, we give out our products for free so we can have uh, you know this big community of scientists, not only who are working for us, but throughout the world who will be working on the same mission. And I think this is beautiful. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I I learned just so much with you today and it uh, got my mind and I like churning all the uh, different ways that this data can be utilized. Um, So if someone um, in uh, was listening to the podcast is like, oh, you know, that would help my community out here in Timbuktu or, you know, um, in Peru or wherever, how would they, uh, I guess, how would they get started with you? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're looking for something like uh, our research and analysis for something like a social case studies, just, you know, um, message us on, or on any social media. Our beautiful and wonderful Kate, uh, our social media manager, she will answer or you can just uh, write us through contact page on as.com. If you're a scientist, again, hit ears.com and uh, look for the academic program. Uh, and uh, just anyways, I think social media is going to be the easiest way for anyone to interact with us. We always answer. <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, that's wonderful. And I'm just so excited to see how this data um, continues to, um, you know, work with people around the world and uh, literally save um, uh, people um, from uh, uh, their health and um, their lives and um, lead us to a healthier planet in the future. Um, and so I guess in in, uh, in closing, 
what would you say, and this is just uh, kind of uh, going on an uh, esoteric kind of uh, tangent, what would you say that you hope um, that uh, the future leads to um, uh, for, um, like, just bringing people together through data? Um, how would you uh, want to, I guess, uh, summarize the, the heart of EOS data analytics? I think the heart of ES data analytics is the data, which is the middle, I would say our middle name. And uh, we can use, we have this data and we can use it for the benefit or of the humankind or for the planet. Um, I think our vision is to be kind in everything that we do. And uh, I think we have a lot of wonderful people working with us who are inspiring us, not only within our team, but the people like you who is interviewing me right now, you, you care about this stuff. And I think if your audience is the same, I just uh, wish all of us to be kind and to use the data, use the science minds they know best. <laughs> Just trust the scientists, trust the data, and let's uh, use space technology uh, to make this uh, world more sustainable. Something like this? <laughs> Not too <bad. laughs> Yes, and I think that's, uh, you know, and I think that is a, a, a great message um, because we went through this uh, period in these last few years where people were questioning science. Um, so I think that is a perfect way to put it. Um, trust the scientists, trust the science, let's use the data and let's make a difference. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Um, well, th <laughs> thank you, Ms. Patrick, uh, for your time and insight today. To learn more about Vera at EOS Data, go to eos.com. Uh, if you have a passion for unserved community, a social justice problem, or want to change minds, contact Project Good Work at projectgood.org to start your project of change today. We'd like to send our deepest gratitude to our ongoing show supporter, Blair Chapman. Subscribe to our mailing list at projectgood.org slash subscribe to get our episodes and blog articles sent to you each month. Plus, get a 10% discount on any project you start on projectgood.org. It's conference time, and we are hosting our first annual Changemaker Conference virtually on May 25th. Registration is now open and each full conference ticket includes a lifetime membership to the Project Good Work Changemaker community. Go to changemakerconference.com to purchase your ticket today. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in to Project Good Work, where we're focused on what matters. Music.